Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, well, happy Thursday, May 11, 2023. We're sorry we're late today. We were in Israel, if you will. We were hooked up with David, <coughs> excuse me, David Herzog in Israel, uh, uh, near the coastlands of uh, Israel, near the Mediterranean. I can't, oh no, he's further down south today, but we couldn't get a good, good connection. So we had to bag that and real quickly, we called Donna Rigney, who was scheduled to go on tomorrow. And she said she'd jump on today with us. So we did a lot of scurrying, changed the picture and changed everything. So we're here, we're ready to go. We're 20 minutes late, but it's going to be a good show with Donna Rigney always is. So uh, before we jump into that, I'm going to premiere the next American Warriors. We haven't done that for a few weeks. So uh, we're going to read a little statement about what you're going to see on the American Warriors and you'll watch that. And then we'll go right into a promo about the, the spots. This will be where you will... Um, sign up to watch the American Warriors, American Warriors 22 or uh, on YouTube or Rumble. It's the same thing. So here's a, let me just read this. In part two of Marine Corps aviator Derek Abbey's story, after finishing his 20-year career as a joint terminal attack controller, uh, directing the action of military aircraft engaged in close air support, Derek retired. Today he heads Project Recover, the organization searching to, find, searching to find MIA soldiers from around the world. His missions take him deep into mangrove jungles and the depths of the sea. Here we go with that. A JTAC, Joint Terminal Air Controller, is the person that's controlling and coordinating aviation assets on the ground. Bomb on target. That's weapon and target match. And it's not just as simple as, hey, there's a... F-18 or a helicopter or something like that, you're controlling their strikes, you're deconflicting uh, the target from friendly forces. You're going to make a decision on how to weaponize that target, like which assets are you going to use, which assets are you going to request, and how are you going to control them in that space. And that's why the, the Marines use a lot of aviators to do this. You come prepared with thinking in three dimensions and you're, you're used to working in a very, very dynamic uh, environment. And as, as usual, I like to remind people, you are literally changing the lives of people. Thousands of people have now gotten saved to these wells in Uganda. And of course we're doing Ethiopia, Nepal. Um, there was another one that I just approved yesterday. I'm trying to remember which country that was it, but we approved a well. Um, now I can't think of the name of it, but uh, we are really expanding out and we're giving water wherever we can give water, which will give people their lives back. And then people gather around these wells, these fresh water wells, they sometimes call them boreholes and they dedicate them to the Lord. People get saved right there. So when you sow into this, um, that scripture is in play where it says whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these will not lose their reward. So God bless you as you give. We appreciate you supporting both this prophetic ministry and um, the water wells and the water projects we're doing. Excuse me. All right, without further delay, it's time to bring in Donna Rigney. So here we go. There you are. We got you in time. I and mean, that was a fast turnaround. Good to see you, Donna. Sorry about the last minute. 
That's okay. That's okay. I'm here for you, Steve. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Julie was saying, you know, I just told her and she said, I got to fix my hair, but I'll, I can do it in 15 minutes. And she said, the moment I told her, the moment she's like, whoa, you like the Holy Spirit started giving you those, I call them gut crunches or whatever you, what, what do you call those? Those hoes and, you know. Yeah, yeah. hoes. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people, I know many, many people that do that and, and they feel the spirit on them. And it's like, you know, there's scriptures throughout that says, um, all of a sudden the Psalms or whatever, let him who's thirsty come. And then some of those, they'll go, Ho, let him come to the water. And I, I never knew what that was about, you know, why they would say, and I, maybe that's what it is. I don't know for sure. But. I, I don't know. All I know is I can't stop it when it happens. Wow. Well, that's very cool. Very it's cool. That's the way problem. I can describe it is, um, you know, like when you look at a, a, a fire hydrant. Yeah. Okay. And the firemen come and they unscrew it so that the water can come out. So they're going to go fight a fire. Well, the water comes out with such force. That's the only way I can describe what it feels like. It's like the presence of God gets so intensified and so strong that it's like a release valve. Like, whoa. Wow. Wow. That's, That's really good. That's a good explanation to it. So, yeah. well, you know what? Because uh, we'll go ahead and jump in. Um, and uh, yeah, if, don't let me cut you short if there's something else you want to say on that. Cause... There was one other thing, too. Okay, go ahead. Oh, oh. You're up with me. I've, been in, I've been in prayer all morning, so I got the glory on me. Wow. So I'm going to be noisy. <laughs> that's a, that's all right. Another thing that happens, too, oh, ah, is when I pray for people for deliverance. Oh, when there's evil spirits present, yeah. uh, the Holy Spirit, this yell comes out of me. Oh, not like this hoe, but a yell. Oh, and I asked the Holy Spirit, what is that? And he said, it's me yelling at the demons that they have to leave. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And when that happens, the, the, the people get set free. And it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit just using my voice, my the noise. And he is literally yelling at those demons and people get set free. So it's like, it's almost, in, it's, I say it's almost involuntary, but you're saying it is involuntary. It, is. it just comes it is. rushing out of you. And then rather than you getting mad at the demon and say, I told you, get out of here. This thing comes out of you and it flees, right? Is what yeah. you're saying. Yes. And the, it's, it's this yell from deep in my gut just come. I can't control it. Yeah. It's just the Holy Spirit takes over and is yelling at the spirits to leave. Yeah. And and people, they'll tell me, sometimes it happens at the service when I'm praying over people releasing the glory. And when I, that happens, they will tell me, oh, I felt something just leave me. They feel yeah. the spirits leave. Yeah. Very and they, cool. when they get freedom, they get freedom. Very cool. Well, you know, there's you, you, you're, that's the manifestation that we get to see. And it's not just a manifestation. Something's happening. That's and it right. was Barry Wunsch has a different manifestation, but, but when he's really hitting an, an important point, he'll often get that sort of a thing. It's not so much a hole, but something else, you know, it's a, right. Uh, right. I don't know how much you describe it. I said, I said to him once on the air, I said, boy, that almost looks like it hurts, but I'm sure I, but I said, I'm sure it doesn't hurt. And he goes, well, sometimes it hurts. Steve. So, you know, so he gets it, he gets it intense and he feels it. So well, listen, yeah. it's May 11 at 1131. And this is a, uh, it says Friday, but this is the 11th because your notes were supposed to be for tomorrow, but I think they weren't for today. So I'm going to turn yeah. this over to you. Your first thing that you want to share about talked about uh, something is from September 2019. So tell us what what's okay. going on with that. Um, what happened back September in September 2019, a few years ago, before COVID, 
before all the problems with the election and everything, um, uh, the Lord spoke to me very clearly. And he said, a great war is coming to your land, a war like you have never seen before. Oh, ha. And, and so, you know, I'm like, am I really hearing God? Because, you know, I think the civil war was the worst. So many people died during the civil war. Yeah. And that's was the thought that ran through my mind. And he repeated it again. And then he said, and I said, what do you want me to do? And he said, mobilize the troops, daughter. And then he said it again, mobilize the troops. So I knew that was God was saying, this is my strategy for this war that's coming. It's, I want my troops, my, my body of Christ to rise up and pick up their weapons, their spiritual weapons that are mighty. Okay. He said, I want them to use those weapons. And, and so I, we, so we started a prayer meeting at our home, which eventually grew after I was on Elijah's dreams, it grew. Now we're at the church on the rock. So the people that come to this, it's every single Friday night, about 120 people come and they have more than half the people that come, come from all over the United States. Wow. And they come because of Elijah's dreams. Wow. They come seeking, yeah, they come seeking the glory. They come uh, to just enter into the battle because people know we pray. We yeah. And a lot of people that come, we have deliverance sessions. All this is because, I'm just saying this because it's because of Elijah's dreams. Wow. You need to know yeah. this is one yeah. of the fruit that God is doing from your ministry. Oh, ha. we have deliverance sessions Tuesdays, but we also have them Fridays for people that come from all over the United States. They call, they make appointments, they come in before the service. They get deliverance. Some people stay overnight. They have appointments and they get deliverance on Saturdays. So hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have come from all over the United States and gotten deliverance. And are they, Donna, are they mostly coming because they've heard that you do deliverance or are they just coming or some just coming to hear uh, more about the glory or whatever? Is it? The people that come and make appointments, they have to make appointments ahead of time. So all of them come because they know we have deliverance okay. and they go on the website and they click on the prayer tab and they call the number and they make appointments and they, they have appointments. They come from all different States. Sometimes it'll be two and three family members. We have a team now of trained deliverance ministers. There are over 20 of them. Oh, they're the lead. Yeah. So we, we have appointments, people come, they, and the deliverance sessions last between an hour and a half to two hours, generally. And it's a full deliverance where they get set free from generational curses. They get set free from word curses, curse, just curses from sins, from their own sins. It, it's healings. Then we do healing at the end. People, A lot of people get healed of different things. One woman had a stroke, and at the end of the, the deliverance session, I prayed for her for two total recovery from all the symptoms from the stroke, the side effects. She got completely, no more pain. She dances up front. She's completely healed. Really? Yes. And that's just one example. There's many, 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 many that people get. I'm just telling Mm -hmm. you this. This is what's going on there as a result of what you're doing. So anyway, so uh, what's come to my attention was recently was that when God said mobilize the troops, I'm thinking prayer meeting, we yeah. did that. Train people in deliverance. That's another mobilizing the troops. Is an army now raised up that's bringing deliverance to people that are coming. Oh, 
But then he's been showing me also that part of that mobilizing the troops is for me to go out, open portals over regions and release the glory on people. And that's a form of mobilizing the troops that people in regions who are gathering together I like what I do with uh, Delora and Dennis O'Brien, The Gathering. Yeah. Um, also, Dr. Brett and Miriam Watson, The Glory in America. And other people have contacted me and I've gone and done events in different states, specifically, oh, to open portals, which is like a what you can see a portal. People like, what does a portal mean? It, it, if you see like a, a, um, a tunnel, yeah. you know, tunnels are this way, but this is a tunnel that goes straight up to heaven. And we know with Jacob, when he climbed up Jacob's ladder, he entered into a portal and went before the throne of God. That there are times when we see their open heavens. And in Daniel chapter 10, we see where there wasn't an open heaven, where Daniel got a revelation. Oh, he wanted to know what this revelation meant. It was frightening. So he went on a 21-day fast and he prayed. And finally, after 21 days, an angel came to him and said, Daniel, the minute you prayed, the father heard your prayer and sent me with the answer. But I couldn't get through to you because the prince of Persia resisted me for 21 days. Then Michael came, fought with me, and I was able to come and bring you this revelation. So that's a picture of a closed heaven. There was no portal there. The angel couldn't get through. A prince, a wicked prince, a wicked evil spirit was ruling over that mm. region. So what God has shown me is there are godly portals, heavenly portals that bring what's in heaven to the earth. There's evil portals where the enemy tries to bring what's in hell to the earth. And, and the Lord told me, he said, I'm raising up some people that are going to be opening heavenly portals. So good. So that I have easy access my angels have easy access. Your prayers can easily reach heaven and the answers come through quickly. And so he said, also, so my children can have heavenly visitations. That's they can good. have spiritual encounters easily when there's an open portal. That's really he said, good. He said, I'm also raising up mighty warriors. You know, I thought of, I thought of Robin Bullock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said, I'm raising up mighty warriors to close wicked portals. So it's two ways. God has all these strategies. God is so awesome. So he's got this strategy. He said, these are strategies that I'm using to win the world back for me is to cover the earth with my glory. He's going to pour his glory out. He said, I am going to overcome evil with an abundance of good, pouring my glory out on the land through these portals, through my children who are going to be filled with my glory and be like glory carriers. And I see them like pillars of fire being released on the land, but also through the mighty warriors who are shutting wicked portals where we see a lot of evil and wickedness is kind of overtaking the land. That's because of these wicked portals of demons just having access to the earth. And bringing the wickedness. I've been to well, hell. Donna, let me ask you this. Uh, so people are watching this, and uh, I, you know, I can hear in my hearer yeah. that that <laughs> that they're saying, many are saying, well, how I want to have an open heaven over me, or open portal. I'd like to have visitations, and I'm hearing her talk about it. I mean, what's the practicality? How do they 
do they um, do they go and visit you and in their deliverance that some of that opens up for them, even including a portal over their lives or what? How, how is someone going to access this when they're so excited about hearing about it right now? How would they access that? Okay, that is one of the ways, but it's not the only way. Okay. Because there's many people that cannot come. And right. it's impossible. This is what God told me because he taught me about how portals get open. Because now he told me you've got to open portals. I'm like, how am I going to do that? <laughs> so I don't okay. want to do it. Yeah. And he said, this is how portals are opened. Oh, he said, portals are opened through worship. Okay. He said, not just regular worship. Not just a bunch of people gathering together, singing, and then going home and living their life the way they want to. He said, that doesn't open a portal. He said, it's worship of people that love me with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. People who live their lives for me. That when worship is over, they live their life the way I want them to. When they go home, their lives continue to be an act of worship because they're doing what God wants. So they're living in obedience following God and doing what he wants. He said, when those kinds of people gather together and worship, angels are released to open portals. So uh, we had an open portal at our home just from me and Jack just worshiping in the house. I have my prayer time every day worshiping God. A portal opened. So we had the glory in the house, powerful. You can have a portal in your home if you live for God and you worship God and ask him to send angels forth to open up the heavens above. Yeah, and I mean, I'm totally hearing you. You're saying it's not having a great worship service, even in your home, even if it's intense and intensely good, if when worship's over, you go back to living a regular life that that's not kingdom. I mean, I don't know what you put your own words on, because I don't want to put words in your mouth. But in other words, if you're serious about it, your worship will continue after worship's over. I mean, I think I'm hearing you say Right. It's, it's, to, it's loving God with all our heart. Yeah. You know, he said, love me with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. If you love him with all your heart, then you just want to please him. Yeah. You, you know, you, if you want to do something, you run to him and say, is this what you want me to do? You get, find out, God, is this what you want me to do? And if he gives you that feeling, yes, yeah, so you get a scripture and he, he's letting you know, and you do it. It's you're living your life in obedience to him. You're living your life just because you love him. Okay. And so your life is an act of love. When you feel like doing something nasty, you don't because you love him. You want to gossip about somebody? No, this will not please God and you stop. So that's the kind of lifestyle that God requires of us so that portals can be opened. And I'm going to share this because this was really yeah. cool. The, one of the first places he sent us to, oh, a couple of years ago was to Melbourne, Florida to a house church. This is a house church. And so we're in the house church and we're worshiping. And while we're worshiping, I have a vision and I see angels over everybody's head spinning, spinning, spinning and going up into the atmosphere. Now, these angels were drilling a hole into the atmosphere. Now, there was another person. There was a prophetess and she saw the identical thing. Really? (laughs) Yes. She said what she's I'm like, oh, my goodness, I saw the same thing. (laughs) So the angels spinning around and drilling into the atmosphere. When we finished with the meeting, we went outside and the whole neighborhood, the sky was absolutely clear, blue sky. But above the house was a ring of clouds with a hole in the center of it, just a ring. You saw a portal had formed. God showed it with the clouds. 
And then one of the gentlemen saw angels all above us going back and forth. So access to the angels. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Wow. Yeah, so we can have it in our homes. You, it doesn't have to be. It's wonderful if we come to a meeting because at the meetings, then what I find that God is doing, he's opening portals over regions over cities mm. as an example okay we just went to oregon bend oregon oh okay. yeah <laughs> the fire's on me steve <laughs> it is it is yeah i was there with you in spirit i sent a video because i couldn't go to that but technically we did a conference together but i couldn't actually be there in person but yeah go ahead so, i'm going to get you to, i'm going to get you to, i'm going to teach you how to say oregon though it's oregon not oregon Okay, Oregon right. that's, here. Tougher. No. that's tougher in New Englander. Is it? Oregon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I talk weird. <laughs> no, no. Out the, anyone out of the state is not used to it. They tend to say Oregon. It's just the thing. Okay. It's, yeah. So it's, anyway, Oregon. it's Oregon. Oregon, Oregon, <laughs> yeah. Oregon. Well, anyway, so, oh, while we were there during worship, oh, I saw this huge uh, ceiling over us, and it was all made of bricks. Oh, and but the bricks were all cemented together. Mm. And as we worship and, and, and as the worship intensified, eventually the, the ceiling exploded. And so and it just really like none of the debris came down on top of us. The explosion was so intense. It just went up and the portal was opened over the region. And then I heard afterwards that the governor has decided um not to run again. And I think it was the Secretary of State is stepping down. And so that was within a week after this portal was open. Uh, a lot of freedom came to the people, a lot of healings and um, a, a lot of things that happened as a result of these open portals. Wow. So in a group setting, what I'm finding is, is the portals are large. Uh, when we were, I think it was, we've gone to nine different states just with the gathering, and that's not counting other places I've been. So I forget where they've been that I've seen them. But one of the ones, um, I think it was in Louisiana. Oh, ha. I saw angels and they and the, the sides of the portals were solid, you know? Oh, and the angel had a huge sledgehammer was hitting the side of the portal. And he was saying, sing louder, sing really? louder. Yes. And it's like the, the angel worship. wanted it to expand. He wanted the portal yeah. to expand. Wow. Yes. So as, as the group began saying louder and worship louder, the angels are hitting the sides. More than one angel all around us yeah. hitting and expanding this portal over Louisiana so that it was bigger. It was made, it was enlarged. So that's God's intent is he wants the whole nation to have a massive portal over it. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Uh, Glory can pour out, and the enemy has no access to us. Good, so good. Is that cool? That's yeah, cool. very, very cool. Well, wow. Okay, so, um, boy, I'm, you know what we, I'll do? We, yeah, go Lim, ahead. Lim, tell me, yeah, tell me where you want to go. Okay, I'm gonna just complete because I had a couple more things yeah. that I think people would like good. to hear of yeah. happened with these open portals. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, this um last weekend, uh, we went to Texas. 
to the Houston area. Oh, and while we were worshiping, now I'm there. That's my assignment. Yeah. Get portals open and release the glory on my children. That's my assignment to go yeah. there and do that. So now while we're in worship, I see this cement ceiling. It's thick, thick, thick cement. And there was the tiniest little pinhole in the middle of this big cement ceiling. And I could sense, because I can sense what's going on above it, we're all demons. And they were so angry that we were there. They were furious because a little tiny, tiny hole had already been made. And they were, they did not want this. They wanted this cement ceiling to stay intact. They wanted there to be no access for all the things of God, the things of heaven, the angels mm. to have no access, okay, to the Houston area. Yeah. And so we we begin, we're worshiping and we're going, we're worshiping and worshiping. And as we're worshiping, I see angels in this, there were so these sledgehammers again, but they're above and they're hitting the cement ceiling and cracks are being made. All cracks are being made. Mm. And the Lord said to me, he said, Sound waves are what gonna is what gonna break this cement ceiling. Really, it was like a lot of work to get this portal open. He said, "Sound waves," and then uh, it was Dr. Brett Watson was doing this, so he had the um, keyboard player just this one note play this one note, and we're worshiping and it's just playing this one note. Oh, really? and then more cracks, more cracks, more cracks, and then. All the whole worship team joined in. Charlie Jordan on the bass, the drummer, everything. Loud, loud, loud. And when the music got loud, it, this explosion, it, oh, looked like a tornado. Boom. I mean, a volcano. Boom. In the air. And I saw the red fire going up into the heavens. And, this, and I heard, it's opened. Like that. And the Lord told me, Houston was significant, a significant area. Wow. I wanted to get this open. It was very significant. And the enemy was resisting it because of the significance. And of was this, now this was in, this was the Houston area you're talking about. Was this in a big church? Was this in a home group? Which was it? It was Houston? in a church. They okay. had, it was in a church, yeah. a large okay. church. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so, you know. I love it. I mean, in that, and in, in Donna, that. Because Houston's a big place. I've been there a number of times. It's a massive city. Did that in that church then open a portal over all of Houston or a little piece over the church? Or what did you what do you discern happened? No, I discerned with this explosion that yeah. was over Houston. Wow. Over the city of Houston. That's huge, Donna. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I believe it. I mean, Tommy yeah. would say, Well, how do you know that? Well, I believe it because I know you and I yeah. know you're not making it up. No, but, no, no. You no. know, but you're not. Um, you know, someone would say, well, why would just you doing that in a church open it for the whole city? Because God, because yeah, God. And it's not me. Yeah. It's not me. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit using all the worshipers there yeah. in unity, all gathered together in unity with the heart of love. And, and it's a sacrifice for people to get together and do this. And yeah. that sacrifice proves their love. They are so on fire for God, loving God, all in unity, worshiping. Oh, that that releases the angelic host. And so I said to God during this whole thing that was going on, yeah. Jesus appeared to me. As I'm watching the cement ceiling with all the cracks and the angels are hammering it, they're working hard. 
I said, Jesus, I, could, I saw Jesus standing right there. I said, why don't you just knock it down? Good question. He's God. Yeah. Why can't he? You know, I'm like, why don't you just knock it down? And he said, the reason I'm not, I cannot knock this down. He said, because people aligned with the demonic realm to build this cement structure over Houston, close the heaven over it. And he said, people have to align with my hosts and with me in order for this to be torn down. So this is, it's people with our, the way we vote, the way the sins, the things we allow in our cities, people have allowed demons to come and we, we turn off the rights of our lives and mm. our cities over to the demonic realm. And so God yeah. said, it needs to be people aligning with God, aligning with the Holy Spirit, aligning with the angels, working together. They've got to take it down. And, and Donna, is it like, um, like speaking of Houston, because that's the example you gave, um, is this a portal that's been closed for generations or is this something that's happened in the very recent past and it got closed because of everyone's sin and sloppiness or what what do you sense on that my sense that it was there for a while because of the thickness of the cement okay it was it wasn't a it wasn't thin you know it wasn't just it looked like it had been there a while yeah. god did not tell me that but my sense was yeah. that it had well that, been there that a makes while. sense that the cemented thing that represents quite some time i would think so yeah yeah, yeah. and then um oh he had sent me maybe Oh, a month and a half, two months ago, to another area in Texas. Okay. This was Hunt, Texas, near San Antonio, to do the same thing, to open okay. up a portal there. Yeah. It was a, an aglo meeting that, that they had organized this wonderful, wonderful regional conference. And um, so that I spoke, ministered three different times, released the glory and whatnot. And uh, this session, I saw uh, this angel. And it was the portal was opened when I yeah. when I saw it it was opened and the angel was leaning against the wall of the portal and then and then it just fell over really? the wall fell over and the, the angel was laughing and so it was God was showing me that there's no limitations on God so good. no limitations and then when He's got people that are truly love Him and worship Him that He releases His angels. And they do expand these portals and enlarge them. And what happened after this meeting, this is what what's exciting to me yeah. is what I hear happens after the portals. Cause I'm like you, I want to know, okay, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's the results? <laughs> All this work. Yeah. And so the, the woman that organized the event, she contacted me, Bertie, her name is, she's a doctor. She's a sweetheart. And uh, she said, what happened after the event was many, many, many of the people that went got set free from depression, wow. anxiety, anxiety attacks, bad headaches. She said they vanished, just vanished. I never prayed for anyone for depression, headaches, personal, like individually. I went and prayed. I released the glory on every single person after all three sessions that I spoke. I went and on every person released the glory. At okay. one session, the whole place, everyone was filled with the joy of the Lord. And the entire place, 
everyone was, you know, in back in the laughing revival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like that. The whole place was laughing. They couldn't stop laughing. Well, what God was doing, he was delivering them from yeah. depression, anxiety. And you said you didn't pray for anyone no. about depression. You just released the glory. Exactly. That's amazing. That's really good. It, yeah. it, and just to hear these people. And then what happened also oh, is that people then are filled with the glory. Because not only am I to open a portal, yeah. I'm to release the glory on the people so that they then become carriers of the glory. I liken it to Mary having Jesus within her womb when mm -hmm. she was pregnant with Jesus. And she brought Jesus into Bethlehem. Oh, and into the world that we are commissioned to bring the Holy Spirit, the glory of God, the presence of God. We're glory carriers and we're to bring his presence back to our, when we're at these meetings, back to our homes, back to our towns, our workplaces, our schools, wherever we are. And we're glory carriers. These, this is all God's strategies of what he's doing. Yeah. So people have changed. So what happened was not only did the people, many, many people get set free from depression, grief. And there's been a number of people that have contacted me or through the people hosting them had terrible, terrible grief. And they were completely set free from grief. Then they went home, this one specific person that was set free from grief, went home and the rest of the family was still dealing with this grief of their loved one that they had lost months previously and she released the glory on them and prayed for them and they were all set free as well goodness wow this wow. is what god wants to do he's raising up an army he said mobilize the troops daughter so what's he saying i want you to go out release my glory so that my people are equipped with my glory then they go forth oh and they bring my glory and my presence and miracles will happen through them so good. Can I, I was asking this one question. This the subject isn't grief, but I wanted to touch on this just for a minute, uh, and then we'll keep going wherever you want to go. But um, when we lose a loved one, grief is sort of expected. A little bit of grief is an agony over the loss of a loved one. That's expected. But what hap What the enemy does is he'll take that grief and he'll just thrill it in until you can't get. It's like a prison, right? Is that? And God wants people to talk about that just for a minute before we move on. Yes. Uh, actually, what I have seen is that as we have this grief from losing our loved ones, yeah. the enemy can take advantage of us. Yeah. And an actual spirit of grief will yeah. come and, and control us and get on us. This happened to me many, many, many years ago. Oh, mm. uh, we took in foster children and um, we have one little baby that I had for a couple of years and just love this little baby. And this baby was returned back to the family. And I, a terrible grief came on me that mm. lasted, lasted for over a year. Oh I suffered goodness. this grief. So I understand what it's like to have this grief. And what happened one Sunday morning, I got prayer by different people, everything I could to get rid of this grief. I didn't even want to live, Steve. My this goodness. Grief. Wow. Grief can overtake us so yeah. badly that you don't want to live. It's so painful. Yeah. Because it's a terrible pain and, and God doesn't want us. Yes, when we lose our loved ones, we, there's a normal grief that you spoke about, a normal time period that we go through because we miss them. 
We yeah. know they're in with the Lord in heaven. Yeah. And so we eventually work it through and God helps us through it. But when a, a spirit gets onto us, you nothing you do can stop that thing. Oh, and during one Sunday morning at church, this woman hugged me. And as she hugged me, I felt that spirit of grief leave my side. It went right out of my side. Oh, and, and you want a spirit. You mean it's a literal demonic spirit named yes. grief. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And it left. And wow. instantly I was fine. Yeah, so I mean, when someone that I, I don't know, I felt to just linger just for a moment on this today, and then we'll keep going. But when someone says, I just can't break how sad I am, how cheated I am, how what a loss is, they don't realize, Pete, when we get stuck in that point, we don't realize that's an actual demon came in and made residence right there and, and won't let you go. And we yes. think we're just so, so, so sad. That's a spirit you picked up. And God wants to deliver you of that specific spirit, right? Right. And that's what's been happening yeah. in the in these meetings, in the glory, in, in our Friday night services. Yeah. It's happened to a number of people, but this is what's happening. But right, I feel right now, Steve, if you don't mind, yeah. I'd like to pray for people. Please do. Please do. That Because I'm feeling for you to say this, yeah. that that's like a word of knowledge that you're getting, that there yeah. are people that are watching, that yeah. are suffering with grief. Oh, yeah. So oh, this is all you got to do for God to set you free. I'm just going to lead you. For those of you that are watching, just say, in the name of Jesus, I repent and I renounce the spirit of grief. Oh, when mm. you say that, you're saying, God, I'm sorry that I let this have resonance. And you're saying to renouncing is saying, I don't want you here. Okay, so I'm going to have you say it one more time so that you know what you're saying. You mean it. Just say, in the name of Jesus. I repent and I renounce the spirit of grief. Now I'll pray the rest too. In the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of grief on every single listener. And I tell you grief, you have no right to take up residence in these people. Your rights have been taken away. You've been repented for and you've been renounced in the name of Jesus. So, uh, so you must Go now. I say, grief, loose God's children now in the name of Jesus. I bind every demon spirit of grief that was just cast out. I send you to the abyss. I chain you there. I say, you cannot come back and attack these children of God, nor can you send any other demon spirits like you back to attack them in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, I release the glory mm, of God. So I release peace. Mm. I release joy. I release hope. Some of you have been hopeless. Mm. I release hope in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Very, very powerful. Thank you for listening to the Spirit and, and doing that. That's very yeah. powerful. So a yeah. bunch of people just got set free. So yeah. if you did, if that happened to you, be sure and write Don and I, let us know because we'll rejoice with you. So, yeah. all right. Well, where else would you like to go, Don? All we, right. have 10, we have pages of notes. Uh, more I notes know, time. Steve, I never get through my notes. I know, we don't. So, <laughs> we, so we because of that, on. you choose yeah. where to go next. All right. <laughs> all right. Oh, I'll go to, I'll go to point. I'd like to do point seven, just in case we okay. um, don't have okay. enough time. And then I'll go back to the other ones because okay. this I thought was pretty important. And um, this, the Lord spoke to me May 2nd. 
Okay. And I was listening yesterday to Amanda Grace, and she said a very similar word the Lord spoke to her. Yeah. So I thought I would say this just to confirm that. Oh, ha. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Uh, this is what he said to me. Oh, the days ahead will be awesome for my faithful children, but for the wicked, they will be dreadful. And he really said that word dreadful strong. So the, the days ahead for us that are serving God are going to be awesome. Filled with the glory. Miracles are going to be happening. <laughs> the wealth of the unjust is going to pour out. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. All right? But he said, but for the wicked, it's going to be dreadful. My justice shall be seen even among those who sat on judgment seats in the courts. Wow. Will my justice fall? And when I was listening to Amanda, she was having a similar word about judges. I'm like, whoa. I mean, that's true. I mean, and it's like there's judges who are wicked and they've been wicked for decades. They sat on the bench with those black robes and and passed judgment against the poor and the innocent on on behalf of the deep state and, and the wicked people. And God's had enough, you know, and he's saying this is about to be very dreadful. I mean, if you're one of those judges and you're hearing this, I would get on my face and repent so, so quickly. I mean, I don't know if we even have time to repent at this point, but if, if there is, yeah. get it done and, and turn the tables on those who you, you know, you know right. what, if you're a wicked judge, you'd be better off in prison, but repented and on your way to heaven soon than to not repent and be in a living hell, even before hell starts, you know, I mean, this is a time to repent. Do not mess around with it. I mean, maybe Absolutely. one or two judges will hear this and say, you know what? What if Steve Schultz and Donna are right? Maybe I should just repent right now and get it done. So I hope there will, even if yeah. there's one judge, my gosh, yeah. save yourself from, from a torturous existence, what God will put on you for your wicked days. So anyway. Yeah. And repentance means not just say, oh God, I'm sorry. Yeah. But turning away from a repentance is a turning, a changing of your mind, turning away from evil judgments yeah. and begin making righteous judgments and make right the things that you did wrong. Yeah. Make it right. That's yeah. that's real repentance. Okay. Yeah. It's not just a simple, oh, I'm going to say I'm sorry so then I don't get punished. Yeah. There's not really, that at all. It's no, really, no. it's a total turnaround and recompense. It's, you know, redeem, you know overturn your overturning i don't know how what judges can do but you better to get it done so anyway they know what they can do so yes and and this i it was really uh, i'm just going to read it you're going to yeah. hear none will be exempt from the retaliation of a god who has been mocked by his creation and who has watched as my innocent ones have been slaughtered tortured abused misled and deceived the trickery that they heaped upon my children will be exposed and all they will reap is shame and dread for the wickedness they sowed. That's just what you were saying, Steve. It's If there's time to repent, do it now yeah. because God is saying none are going to be exempt. No one is going to be excused from this 
everyone is going to fall under this. None will be exempt from the retaliation. God yeah, I mean, I was going to say that. That phrase you put, it's one thing to say, well, I displease God and he's not happy with This says none will be exempt from the retaliation of God. That's severe. You don't want that. Oh, my gosh. From the retaliation no. of a God who has been mocked by his creation. Have we watched people mm. publicly, even on newscasters, television, Hollywood stuff, mock God? He's saying none will be exempt from wow. the retaliation of a God who has been mocked by his creation. God created them. God's the source of life. He's the source of everything. And he says, I created them and they're mocking me. Done. Not only have they mocked me, but they harmed my innocent ones, done such damage. So there's so many that have been praying, God, I want justice. God, we want, we're seeing so much evil going on. We want justice. God's saying justice is coming and it's coming even to the judges. Oh, who have sat on judgment seats and issued wicked, evil judgments. Oh, ha. judgment is coming on those that mocked me and those that hurt my innocent ones. And I, I think it was Kat who says it has said this a number of times that the uh, that the enemy, Satan himself, many people on the earth are literally worshipers of Lucifer, of Satan. And I, by that, I don't mean that they don't serve God, so therefore they're worshipers of, of Satan. Well, they are, but there are people who intentionally, willfully say the name of Satan, say the name of Lucifer, say these different names. And um, they know that there's a real God and there's a real Satan. And knowing that... They worship. They choose to worship Satan. That is severe. That is it. That is like that's that's beyond a mocking. It's like I know you exist, and I'm mocking you, but I'm going to choose this wicked, evil Satan who has promised me to protect me, and no matter whatever happens to everybody, the, Satan's a promised has promised to protect me and all my family because I've done these wicked things for him. Now I'm going to be protected. That's a laughing. That's a laugh because. No, no promise by the Satan is ever going to be kept. Is That's ever, right. ever, ever, ever going to be kept. So again, I mean, I just find myself going, my gosh, if there's one judge, if there's one mocker for crying out loud, this is like their last warning. Repent, get this, you know, turn completely away. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I, I want to share this too. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it was a week or two ago. Uh, they had an event in Boston, oh, uh, where they were worshiping Satan. It was, and people came from all over, from all over the United States and to this event. And we knew about it ahead of time. We found out a few days before. So at our Friday night, so it was not this past Friday, the Friday before, we prayed against that whole meeting. Mm. And we prayed that the glory of God would show up and that the opposite would happen, that there would be salvation, that people would turn from sin wow. and they would turn to God. And so, you know, we, we yeah. get strategies. We listen to what's going on in the world and those are our prayer strategies. And we we storm heaven for these things on Friday yeah. night. This is, yeah. this is a serious meeting. Well, then I heard Sean Fight was saying how a, a bunch of evangelists went to that meeting and they ministered and over a hundred people were saved. Really? 
at yes. that at that meeting yes, in Boston. I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing because, I mean, we would tend to think, so an evangelist shows up, but they're going to run them out on the rail because there's all these Satan worship. They let them speak, whatever this was. What, huh? what, well, they must have gone amongst the crowd or the people. Okay. You know, I don't know if it was on the outskirts. Yeah. They weren't speaking there, but they infiltrated the event. Oh, ha, and got people saved. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's real good. God is God is God. <laughs> so good, so good. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. So I, I wanted to make sure we got to that yeah. point because good, good, um, good. it was pretty um relevant to what's going on right now. Who yeah. all right. I'm so glad for the warnings, you know. I'm not I'm not necessarily a warning type of guy, but today it feels really important that this warning go out, this last warning. So my gosh, I don't know where else would you like to go? I see all these. All right, I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to point number three because okay. it seems to fit in with what we're talking okay. about. All right. Oh, Good. and this was from April twentieth. Uh, okay. Father started speaking to me, and he said to me, "Daughter, it is all about holiness. It's all." He said, "It's all about holiness, just yeah. like that. Holiness brings wholeness to my children." Without holiness, they are divided into pieces. A piece of their heart is mine, and the rest they distribute to their idols or false gods. Hmm. So what is holiness? I, I think we think holiness means being perfect. Holiness means being set apart for God. I belong to God. All right. Anything that's holy is set apart for him. Yeah. An altar is holy. It's been consecrated, set apart for God. And we can be holy, even though we're not perfect. We mess yeah. up in different ways. But we can be holy because I belong to God. He's got my life. I love him. And I'm going to live for him. Okay? I'm 100% his. That I'm holy. And he, what he's saying is, is, holiness is so important in this hour. Just like you're saying, we got to turn from evil. These judges are going to turn from evil. These people that have been abusing the children, doing all these wicked things, they've got to turn from evil in this mm. hour. It's imperative. Well, God's saying at the same time, holiness is so important. It's so important. He yeah. said, people can take our place. He said, people can take, um, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, can take our place in their minds and hearts and dominate them. If they're not 100% us, we can let people control us in our lives. If I belong to God, then I'm going to do what he says. I'm not going to do what Joe Schmo says or my neighbor says or whatever. I'm going to say, God, is this what you want me to do? And belong to God and not be ruled and dominated by people. So he was saying, don't let people dominate you. Let me be 100% your God. Okay. Many other things can take God's place in our lives as well, not just people. And so he said, to live a surrendered life is the only way to walk a holy walk. My Holy Spirit is allowed free reign to lead each surrendered one in my footsteps, and he will lead them in the way of holiness and wholeness. And I can remember when I was first saved, you know, and I had got the kids off to school and I was 
lost it because they were going to miss the bus and I'm yelling, yeah. I miss the bus. <laughs> yeah. and I had just got saved and I was determined I was going to be perfect. <laughs> I was going to, yeah, we all we've all we've all tried that one. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it last for you, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't know, last long, does it? No. no. <laughs> so I was really upset with myself. I was like, "Oh no!" And I'm sitting at the kitchen table with my Bible in front of me, and the kids are gone, and I'm like, oh, "I blew it." <laughs> and, and so I'm like, "I'm not even going to read the Bible because God's going to give me a lecture." <laughs> so I wouldn't even open my Bible, and I heard him say. Don't you think I understand? Like he understands our weaknesses. He doesn't understand. It's okay. You did it. He's like, I yeah. understand. Come to me. He said, you have my holiness in you. I'm like, I've got your holiness in me. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I just yelled at the kids. What do you mean, right? Yeah. I know. <laughs> and so I'm like, what do you mean? He said, you have my Holy Spirit. Good. My Holy Spirit is my holiness i have given you my holiness to live inside of you that's all of us all of us that have said jesus come and live in my heart who comes and lives inside of us the holy spirit yeah it is god says i'm giving you my holiness and my holy spirit my holiness will lead you in the way of holiness of being set apart for god and living for god and he'll help us yeah, when we mess up People get that mixed up because, you know, the scripture says we are, not we could be, we are the righteousness of Christ. We are this, you know, we are his righteousness. We are his glory. And we're all of these things. And we go, how, I remember when I was first baptized on that day, baptized in the church. And I was so serious about it because it was kind of a legalistic uh, environment that I was brought in, but I was serious as a heart attack. I wanted to be baptized and God was watching. I was 10 years old. Right from the church, the next thing we did was went to the church potluck. My mom specifically said one dessert and only one dessert. And I remember sneaking back and going back for a couple. And I felt so dirty because my theology, what I've been taught was, you know, you, you just dedicated your life right there. And now you just threw it all away. I just thought I'd thrown it all away. But I was already the righteousness of Christ, either from that point on or whenever God sees that that thing. But that doesn't mean that we won't make mistakes and blow it and forget our our commitment and we just need to repent and go back. There's a whole lot of difference between being set apart as we are and, and always acting set apart. God gets right. it. There's that right. commercials that are going around right now saying God gets us. It's kind of a cool, I don't know who's doing that. Yeah, but yeah that's yeah. an interesting walk to balance those it, two things. It's like, it's like when he said to me, don't you know that I understand? Yeah. I understand. He understands our weaknesses. Yeah. He understands that we're going to mess up. And he's going to come and pick us up, dust us off. And yeah. we learn from our mistakes. We learn how to do it better the next time. Holy Spirit helps us. Yeah. He helps us in our weaknesses. Yeah. Okay. And so it isn't that he's saying, I'm watching you with a magnifying glass. If you do one thing wrong, you're out. Right. <laughs> no, that's not God at all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let me just, I'm going to continue with this because this was okay. really cool. He Good. said, holiness is so important, my daughter. It allows my children continual access to us and keeps their enemies far from them. So when we're set apart, now I'm not saying we're perfect. Right. When we're set apart for God, we're living for God, we're holy. We're holy in God's eyes because I belong to God. 
My life is his. It's not my own. He says, when you're like that, when you're set apart from me, he said, it uh, keeps the enemy away from you. And it gives us access, continual access to you. He said, holiness, this is cool now. Holiness is a bubble about my children, a bubble of my glory that insulates them and only allows my goodness near them. That's good. I could, you know, it's just like picture, like, you know, as we say, I belong to you, you know, there's areas in my life, maybe I've been kind of doing my own thing or letting other people leave me. I'm sorry, God. I, I'm taking my life and I'm giving it to you 100%. All the areas that I gave it to others or I was doing my own thing and not following you. No, I surrender my whole life to you. Come, Holy Spirit, overtake me. I release the glory on you. Those that are saying this right now, the glory of God. He says, my glory and my holiness becomes a bubble insulating you so the enemy can't touch you. Is that cool? Very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that bubble as it relates to the Lord like that. So he's giving you that word that holiness is like creating a bubble. So this is a bubble and inside is you and the Lord. Yes. Nothing can get get at you because you, both you and him are inside this bubble, right? right so right. the enemy can't get in there. It's a bubble. Right. You know, that's, that's pretty good. Right. And he said it, it's insulating you. Yeah, that's good. You know, so that you're protected and you're shielded mm. from him. And, you know, so if we're getting buffeted all the time, well, we must have a crack there that's allowing the enemy some access. Have I... Am I doing my own thing in certain areas of my life? Or am I letting people mm. control me and dominate me? Uh, you know, am I not living my life really for God? And the enemy will come and, and just beat us up. And so we say, God, show me. Show me if there's some open doors. And God is faithful. The Holy Spirit will show us. Yeah, watch out. You've been jealous of this one or you're you're losing your temper or you're gossiping. Come on, let's get that straightened out because we want you the holiness of God, the glory of God to be that insulation and keep the enemy far from us. Okay. Good. Cool. Very cool. Good. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> he Very said cool. to be, to be holy is a choice all make. And this is the choice. Yes. I will truly follow you and live my life led by your spirit. I am yours. He said, that's the actual choice we make. And that's what holiness is. It's making the choice. I'll say that again. Yes, I will truly follow you and live my life led by your Holy Spirit. I am yours. That's what holiness is. He said that it's that declaration that each one makes in order to walk the path of holiness. Those who refuse to surrender all and choose to do things their way, walk the way of a foolish person. Fools know great folly and do not have my glory as a protective bubble, insulating them from the schemes of the enemy. I'm going to pray again, Steve. Yeah, good. <laughs> okay. Please do. All right. Please do. <laughs> I'm feeling that anointing. Yeah. That I'm feeling people are saying, wow, I want that protective bubble. Yeah. I want that holiness. So just repeat after me. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit. I surrender myself to you. I belong to you. 
every area of my life that I've been letting other people dominate me or other things rule over my life, I surrender those areas of my life to you right now. I am yours. Come and dwell in fullness in me and flood me with your glory. I'm yours, Lord God. Amen. 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 And I just, I want to say this to you, and I know I'm just kind of repeating what we're already saying, but some of you had a rocky morning or rocky, depending on what time of day you're watching this, and you just know how you said, what you said, what you did, who you yelled at, and God, what you just heard, Donna, is like, that's the prayer. Lord, I give it to you. I, I just make, I ask you to make me holy. What, you know, you heard, I'm not going to repeat your prayer, but I mean, you. it's, I don't know if the word is easy, but it's kind of like that. It's so easy to get back in the good graces of God. You just pray and ask him to come in, and he loves you. You know, it's a different Lord and God than I was raised with because he was ready to let me have <laughs> Yeah, it. me but too. Not, this is not the Lord. This uh, The Lord is the one that said, let the children come unto me. Don't forbid them, for the such is the kingdom of heaven. And whoever wants to come to him, come to him as like little children. That's the heart of the Lord. And if you come to him two minutes after you had a shouting match with your partner, your your spouse, he said, come, we are to come boldly before the throne of grace where we find both grace and mercy in our time of need. That's in Hebrew. So um, I often say, and I've said this many times when, I, when I've spoken on it, is that this, this, that scripture in Hebrews says, "Come, therefore, come boldly before the throne of grace." Well, it's not really boldness when you come. If there wasn't maybe somebody who saw what you did or how you acted not that long ago, if they might say to you, "Well, that takes a lot of boldness on your part to go to him after what you just did," that's the boldness we're talking about. Someone may even want to accuse you of being bold. To come to the Lord after what you just did? No, that's when you run to the to the throne of mercy and to the great mercy and grace. Anyway, that's my yeah. speech over that. And, and uh, one time many years ago, uh, the Lord spoke to me and told me, he said, I love to forgive. Yeah. That's what we got to know about him. Yeah. Our God loves to forgive. I don't know about you, Steve, but I have a tough time with that. I don't mm -hmm. love to forgive. I forgive because God commands us to forgive. Yeah. He prompts us to forgive. He yeah. wants me to forgive, you know, and I do it out yeah. of obedience. We but don't tend he, to love it. <laughs> he loves to forgive. So, you know, we think of God like us. I don't like to forgive. I want to come back, you know. And so we're, so we're a little reluctant to understand how quickly he's going to forgive us because he doesn't think like we think. He's like, I love to forgive. Come on, get into my arms. Totally. On, I mean, let, there's that let song. Let me wash you clean. I made a but, song out of it. I used to sing it in summer camps when I when I was a camp, uh, not director, but one of the staffers. And we'd sing it to the children. But that song, maybe you heard it. He's shown you a man what is good and what the Lord does require of you to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. You know that chorus? And that's a scripture. And if he would never ask us to love mercy unless he first loved mercy. It's the same yeah. thing you're saying. Love mercy, love forgiveness, love. He just loves it, loves it, loves it. You know, yeah. he's not he's not that person we were taught that he was. No. And he wants those that have been 
you know, that we talked about earlier mm. that have been sinning terribly, uh, that have been worshiping Satan. Okay. Yeah. That, that have mocked him, that have hurt his children. He wants to forgive them. Yeah. That's who our God is. He, they're his children. He loves them. And he wants them to turn from their wickedness so he can forgive them. Yeah. And he can give them a fresh start. Yes. He wants to give us all a fresh start, even the most wicked sinner that we can think of. He doesn't want anybody to go to hell. And he doesn't want anybody to stay in their sin. Oh, and to be mm. under judgment and to be and it's an awful place to be, to be under the judgment of God. Hmm. And the judgment of man, because that's going to come too. So, you know, he just, you know, he just wants us to be in that place where we purge ourselves with repentance. God, I'm sorry. And I accept it. I'm not going to be reluctant. I'm not going to think God will never forgive me for this. I've done it so many times. I told him I'm sorry. I keep doing it. Yes, he will. Yes. And he, Donna, he, what would you say? Because someone's out there saying, yes, I really, this sounds like good news, Donna and Steve. But you don't know the things I've done. The things that I've done are so wicked, I could never tell another human being outside of the people that already know about it. I mean, talk about that for a minute. What about someone that says, you don't know the wicked, really wicked things I've done? God I mean, knows. God knows, and he still loves you. Okay, he knows. He knows every thought. He knows every word. He knows every action. And he's still saying, come into my arms. Yeah. And let me, let me forgive you. Let me forgive you. Let me turn your life around. Let me cleanse you. Let me, me remove all that shame from you. Because, you know, what's the nickname of the devil? The accuser of the brethren. Mm -hmm. When we do something wrong, he's right there to accuse us over and over and over. Remind us of everything we've done. Make us feel terrible so that we don't want to even look in the mirror. We hate what we see. And that's a lot of times why people get into depression, people uh, get into addictions and whatnot because they feel so guilt-ridden and they can't get rid of it. And God's saying, don't hold on to your guilt anymore. Don't hold on to your shame. I know what you did. I want to forgive you. I love yeah. you. I so love you. Good. Yeah. So good. So good. So good. That's our God. That's yes. the kind of God. That uh, <laughs> that's the kind of God everybody wishes they had, and that's the kind of God they do have. That's yes. that's who he is, and you can believe it. So, well, Donna, this yeah. has been amazing, amazing, really, really good. A lot of um, people who are, um, as as the scripture talks about, dead in our trespasses, they're dead in their sin. God's ready to make you alive to Christ, yes. alive to Him. So, just I uh, hope any one of you that have watched this and listened to it, you send it to your friends too. If anyone feels caught, just Watch this again. Say those prayers to the Lord. Tell him you're just desperately sorry. And you know he loves to he know he loves forgiveness. He loves mercy. He loves restoration. He may ask you to restore some things that you stole or did or whatever, but he loves to bring you. You know, you don't want to spend eternity in hell because it was too hard to ask for for grace and mercy from the Lord himself. So, well, Donna, we have a couple of graphics to show. You've got a couple of conferences. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and put one of those up. Uh, okay, here, talk about this one for a minute. This one's coming up this weekend, this coming weekend. Um, I mean, wait a minute, not this, not this weekend, the following one, okay? Because okay? tomorrow's Saturday. 
I mean, okay. tomorrow's Friday, the following week. And this is going to be in St. Cloud, uh, Minnesota. Okay. Uh, it's going to be powerful. It's, we're going to open the portal and I'm going to release the glory and Manuel Johnson, Timothy Dixon. We're going to just pray for people for deliverance, for healing, and also for the glory. So it'll be powerful. Very, very, so very that's, good. Oh, anybody that wants all the details and the information, just go to my website, DonnaRigney.org, and I've got all my events there. And you click on it, and it'll show you about hotels and everything. This is a free event. Very, very it's good. And then uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota. And then there's this one. Talk about Yes, that. that's the following weekend. Okay. For the next three weekends, I've got all different places to go to to open portals of glory. So anybody that wants to, to be part of that, just go to my website. You'll find this out. Now, this is going to be um, at uh, the last weekend in May. Uh, Miles Kilby is having a tent revival, and um, it's called the Tent of Miracles. Robin Bullock is going to be there Friday night and ministering. You know Robin, so powerful. And then I'm going to be there Saturday night, um, releasing the glory and opening the portal, all that there uh, on uh, Saturday night. So So that's coming up. Yeah, Very, very good. So... All yeah. right, Donna. So we got your website there, DonnaRigney.org. Mention your, don't you have a book that, uh, what's your favorite yeah. book that you want to mention? Okay. Um, my favorite one is uh, The Glory of God Revealed. I have three books there and okay. I have also a CD set, but The Glory of God Revealed is all about the glory of God and a special place in heaven. The Lord brought me there to a, a wonderful visitations on the mountain of glory. And it's a reward for those when we die and go to heaven. It's a special reward for people that are glory seekers here on the earth. Really? So oh, seek- I got to read yes. that. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. If you're seeking the glory and you want more of the glory, then when you go to heaven, only those people that have been seeking the glory on the earth get to go visit this. And it's solid gold. Wow. It's, it's incredible. So that's oh, all in it. And it also talks about the future and what's going to happen when God pours out the glory. And we're already starting to see those things happen now that he had me write this. Oh, I compiled it over the last 15, yeah. 20 years. Wow. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Donna, great. It's so awesome. Very, thank you. Thank you much. Uh, during the program that we, because we had to switch things up today, we now have Andrew Whalen will be on with me tomorrow uh, for the Friday program. And Andrew is the most prolific dreamer I think I've ever known and he's a strong prophetic voice a young man he and his uh wife and family were becoming very close with him both on elijah fire and elijah streams uh shows and he's a favorite a fan favorite if you will he's we're getting to know him more and more but he always gets very detailed instructions from the lord and and prophetic words from the lord so don't miss that tomorrow 11 o'clock pacific and we love you all. Thank you again. Thank you, Donna. We love you. Uh, give our um, our regards, love to your husband. I haven't met him yet, but one day I will. So yes, it'll be fun. So have a great day, everybody. Thanks for joining in, and make sure you give it to the Lord. He wants to. He loves to forgive, and loves to show mercy. So have a great day, everybody. We'll see you again tomorrow. Bye bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.